nitrate power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official zone of 1900hotdog.com, the final comedy website. Support us on Patreon or watch Hilarity Die Forever. I'm Sean Baby from the internet, and I'm joined by the People's Choice voted largest Bobby, Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. I can tear a phone book in half using <gasps> no hands. Oh, shit. No follow-up questions. I don't have any questions. No follow-up questions. Yeah, don't have any anyway. We are joined today by my dear friend and old writing partner... The game writing legend of Psychonauts and Portal, many others, Eric Wolpaw. Welcome to the show. Hello, boys. How's it going? So good. How's the uh, How's the farm? It's good. It's good. I'm not there right now, but I will be there about ten hours from now. Uh, and it's warm, so I'll be getting the final mow in of the season. Oh, final mow. <laughs> be awesome. So you're fully country. You're like looking forward to nice mows. Yeah. You're, you're, you're fighting yes, I have, night uh, creatures. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to hunt a squirrel, and if I catch one, I'm going. I am going to eat. I'm not joking. I'm going to eat squirrels. <laughs> well, it was nice knowing you. Uh, I'm glad I these get to be your final words. <laughs> Do you get uh, a lot of pests out there in West Virginia? Like, uh, I grew up on a farm, and like deer very quickly turned from adorable creatures into like these menaces that would jump in front of the car and get into the garden and eat everything. Yeah, uh, they're not menaces out there. I'll tell you where they are menaces is in suburban Cleveland, where I spend the other half of my time. They just roam around in packs here in the suburbs because there's no predators. There's literally nothing to kill them except an occasional car. And there's all this rich food because they come and eat everybody's flowers and stuff. So they're a much bigger problem. When we were looking at the farm in West Virginia, uh you know, we looked at a bunch of different places and the real estate agents would always be like, oh, look, there's a deer. And we're like, I, we hate deer. We see them all. We're, like, fucking, we're from, uh, we're from Cleveland. We hate deer. Get us one without yeah, deer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they don't make them in West Virginia without deer. But they're, uh, they're a lot more. The deer aren't afraid of people in Cleveland. They'll just wander around because they know you're not going to you're not going to do shit to them. But they have they still have a healthy respect for how dangerous people are in West Virginia. They will they will run from you. Uh, so I, like I feel that. like if I was a homeless person, I would kill and eat a deer. I don't <laughs> like, know why. Like they in hand to hand combat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As though that's yeah. that's an opportunity they have all the time. It's just I goddamn homeless. I don't understand. Deer are everywhere. What are you even doing? Uh, what are you working on these days? Uh, nothing. Nice. Uh, I am. I have no social media presence. I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. Yeah. I That's don't awesome. really have a job. I'm. I am above the law. There is not. You can't touch me. I do you all are. the homeless bits I want, <laughs> and you can't do shit about it. <laughs> you, you were at Valve a long time, and uh, one of the things I uh, sort of envied about your job there is. Like you had the steady paycheck and like, it didn't seem like you had to finish a project for shit. Like I, you did a lot of great work there, but like every time I contracted there, it just seemed like everyone had a thousand projects going at any time. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the best part is when you start a project. Cause like 
that's the best part right before you like abandon it or have to work really hard. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, sort of eventually like stuff did come out in many cases, but yeah, there was a lot of starting and stopping things. And I still, I, I do still contract for Valve, but mm-hmm. it, I mean, I don't have to, they, they probably don't need me to promote them uh, alongside my uh, 17 minutes of, of homeless material. Uh, <laughs> they probably they don't want you to. There's probably some sort of may, thing I, you've I, signed I, without paying attention. Yeah. That's like, will not burn the homeless and then name drop. So follow my work on with Valve. Right. And, but having said that, they also just, I, I, I don't think I, they need me to promote uh, their stuff. Yeah, they're doing okay. And it's not like um, I get a cut of it anyway. So, you know, why, why would I? waste this prime uh, advertising. You're the here. first <laughs> guest we've had that isn't like, find me somewhere. So I'm going to say it. Try to find him. Just, yeah, just give it a shot. Anybody listening to this, see if you can find him. It's a yeah, challenge. I mean, now. Here's the thing. If you like what you hear over the next hour, you could send mail to Sean and maybe he'll give you my phone number and you could call me. And if I'm in a good mood, I'll, t- I'll give you a whole show for free. I'll just talk. <laughs> how many how many acres you got? 180. That's a lot of acres hiding. Nobody's ever going to find you. No. Yeah. And I'm not giving them your phone number. Oh, you mean physically go find me? I I would suggest if you find me, find me in Cleveland because because we're not in West Virginia a lot. The neighbors are very protective of the land, and they will oh, shoot the arrogance. You if you giving off. two hints right at the start of the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I already mentioned both those places. Anyway. Yeah, come find me if you have something nice to say or do. I mean, don't come kill me, for Christ's sake. Hey, uh, what's that uh, store we used to go to in Cleveland that sold all the the fucking stickers and, like, Bee Gees posters and things? Oh, Big Fun. They went out of business. Big Fun. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. I was like, that place has got to be gone, right? Yeah, there is – there's a similar store that maybe bought some of their uh, inventory called – I think it's called Applejack's Toys, but it's not quite the same experience as Big Fun was. Um, yeah, that place you'd go in and it was uh, it was like early 2000s and they would just have Knight Rider trading cards for like 40 cents. It was as if like you just traveled through time into a, into an old timey like candy store. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was like an old timey candy store, but for toys. By the end, they kind of maybe just the way the world went, it was um, they seemed to get more of a sense of how much everything was worth and so right. it was a lot more expensive. Uh, it's just, yeah, so. that had to have been frustrating to just, because it would have been an actually good business model, just go in and buy a bunch of shit and then eBay it for four times more, 20 times yeah, more. Yeah, which I, it's possible that that, that had to have happened. What yeah. they were doing. No, yeah. no room for, for big fun in this economy. Little to no fun. It's, it's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had good times. Sean and I, uh, he's probably... I, well, actually, he probably isn't telling you stories all the time. But we spent a lot of time together in the old days. We um, I talk about you sometimes. We went swimming in Lake Erie at Chet's house. Remember that one time? And then yeah. one perfect turd went floating by as we were uh, swimming in Lake Erie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a pretty dumb idea. We're kayaking, and I'm like, dude, I'm jumping in the water. And, and you're like, this is Cleveland. You can't swim in the water. <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking watch me. And then a turd, yeah. And that's why yeah. you have all of those health problems today. <laughs> it's true. I, I am dying, and uh, I can trace it back to that turd. Uh, yes, eat one Cleveland turd, and your body's like, you know what? Fuck you. My God, this man has the worst case of Cleveland turd disease I've ever seen. 
uh, and we, we spent the uh, Y2K in Cleveland. And uh, right. that was the day we were walking. The whole place was abandoned. We walked outside and that, that cloud of birds came out over the city that wow. we all agreed. Uh, There's like 10 of us and we're all like, well, I've never seen anything like this. And uh, their shit was falling like rain. I might have even told this story on the podcast before. It was so haunting. Yeah, it was um, Cleveland downtown isn't quite like that anymore. But it, around 2000, nobody lived in Cleveland. So if you went there on a Sunday, nobody was worried. I mean, it was a right. genuine abandoned city. Uh, uh, it's um, more people live downtown now. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, a lot of Rockway I'm sure have uh, some Sean stories that um, I don't want to hear. because we We've only hung power. out three times. Three yeah, times, not a lot of IRL. Uh, oh, are you? You're serious? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I figured you guys. Oh no! When oh. Brockway was in Portland, I was in San Francisco, and then I moved back to Portland, and he left for Connecticut. We've just been sort of moving out of each other's way across America. It's like oh. a magnetic repulsion. There can't be two of us too close together. It's just nature doesn't want to it would allow cause it. A Latin explosion. It makes sense. It would sabotage the fertility <laughs> well, rates. I mean, my God. I do love our romantic chemistry today, but I wanted to talk about the power team. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, doing feature is... strength for Christ. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the power team uh, that was like Captain N, the game master. Oh, right. Oh, I have a lot of, fu- I have a lot of prep that doesn't make a lot of sense. I'll work it in. I'll work it. In. Well, okay. Well, what? <laughs> You know what? We could talk about them both. Uh, I knew going into this, we were going to fuck this up. Uh, so uh, the, did you watch episode 11 of the power team called Deaf Ears Broadway? Uh, every single day of my life. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Eric, and you watch this too? I also watched it. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what'd you think? Like high, high level notes? Uh, my high level notes are, it I gave me a lot to think about. I watched it <laughs> uh Literally, it was near Halloween. I watched it the same night as this um, artsy-fartsy A24 horror movie called Men. uh, (laughs) What a a uh, combination. This is going to sound like I'm kidding, but I genuinely have been thinking a lot more about the Power Team episode. (laughs) I I think Men was designed to have me walk away like being like, I'm thinking about them. I'm not thinking about men at all, but I, I That's keep amazing. coming back to deaf ears with some questions and yeah. uh, and and comments. So yeah, and I also did. Um, I looked at the the uh, feats of strength power team too, and and enjoyed that. How could you not? How could you not look at yeah, both I'm... immediately? Yeah. See, I, uh, I like the part did... part and power team. Did you did you get to the part and power team where the deaf girl starts giving birth to increasingly furious deaf girls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the best well, part. Because that's the thing. So the end there, yeah, increasingly just giving birth. Like you're just trying too hard. Deaf ears had just a lot of stuff going on right under the surface, and a lot of mixed messages were coming at you <laughs> in a way that wasn't quite so. It was subtext. It wasn't text. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. real so. Subtle. Yeah, men, uh, I wouldn't call men subtle, but deaf ears, surprisingly <laughs> subtle. Uh, it gets under your skin. It stays with you. There's so much to think about and obviously talk about. Um, yeah. But first, let me explain the power team to the listeners. Uh, it's a show that came out in 1990. It was a show that used acclaimed video game characters. 
by the producers of Street Sharks. And these are two companies mostly known for knockoffs and bad licensed games. And it itself was both of those things. It was a bad knockoff of Captain and the Game Master, which is uh, obviously the perfect idea for a show, which is what if your Nintendo games came to life and fought crime with you? So uh, unfortunately, Acclaim Games didn't have the star power of the Nintendo ones. Their biggest get was Bigfoot the Monster Truck, which was kind of extra weird because he wasn't anything else. Like he didn't talk or turn into a boy when he got wet. He was just kind of there and could drive himself, but also shoot lasers. Uh, now, I think I, I think he could talk like an old timey uh, vacuum salesman for some reason. Is that true? I think so. It was it's the cartoon is made so poorly that there's no way to tell which character is talking when. But there was one that I Wait. don't think talked that nobody was talking aside from Bigfoot. So I had to infer maybe they're doing a Bigfoot Knight Rider thing. I, I oh, I, that I was a question were. I had. Does okay. Bigfoot talk? I, haven't, or I is thought it, he didn't. Is it Johnny Arcade's talking through a speaker? In it's impossible right, to Johnny know. Because Johnny Arcade is like, he can see through Bigfoot, I think, and he can talk to them directly. Right, but at one point, uh, I swear but, he said something from the point of view, perhaps, of the truck. Perhaps not. See, these are the these are those A24 questions. Mm-hmm. We got to really get yeah. into this. Suck it. Suck it, man. This is how you fucking make interesting art. By doing it. Uh, <laughs> the I other mean, people... Uh, this is open for debate. We're going to get into this. Did they do it? Was uh-huh. this on purpose? or did? Because how do you accidentally make something this good? Like this... Yeah, this it's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, maybe, maybe you do. Uh, I just... It yeah, feels to me like, uh, like such a great idea... Like they copied such a great idea that they're like, they can't fail too hard. They did their best. I really think some of these decisions were, were so bad. Uh, like one of the other guys in the team is um, a guy from NARC. And that was yeah. a, a video game that uh, was about rocket launcher drug enforcement agents. Yeah. And I looked up their names. They're named Max Force and Hitman. And the show picked Max Force. So that's the guy in the show. It must have been, I mean, that, that must have been the games that they were able to like. Because... Narc, I don't know if you remember, Narc is about two rogue cops who literally kill everyone yeah. as quickly as possible. Also, the um the the villain in this, at least in this episode of Power Team, is also from Narc. It's, it's yeah, Mr. all Rick. three of these bad guys. Yeah, all three of the bad guys from this episode are from Narc. So oh, I only very central to this kids' cartoon is like the famously violent like. Drug game. Murder everyone yeah, on drugs, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, that, I, I went through and I was kind of rating how good these guys were to have on the team. Obviously, Bigfoot's crazy handy. You want Bigfoot on your team, but this guy had uh, the full legal authority to kill and make arrests, so he's also pretty handy to have on a crime fighting team. Now he did still have that rocket launcher at one point. Yeah. So yeah. He had everything. Like that their spin on the character was he has just all these gadgets that can sort of do anything, whatever you like needs. a rogue cop um, inspector gadget out to just murder yeah. everybody that might've committed a crime. Yeah. Theoretically, except it turns out until late in the episode, the only team member that does anything is Bigfoot. Bigfoot's right. doing all the heavy lifting in this thing. Uh, there is, so there's the Tyrone, the black guy right. from uh, Arch Rivals, maybe. Arch Rivals? Right. And he was the bald one in Arch Rivals, yeah. uh, which was a basketball punching game. And yeah. his only character trait in that game was that he was bald. So in the show, they gave him hair. 
but he is good at punching and three pointers. And I, I like both those qualities on my crime fighting team. So I, I think he's a, he's well, a pretty good get. The, the thing that stood out to me about the one uh, black guy in this whole cartoon is the things you learn about him is he can't swim. <laughs> and, uh, he, his superpower is throwing basketballs. Now we yeah. have to dissect the like, can't swim scene. Is that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, got, we'll, got, we'll get to I, it for sure. I brought that to, uh, I think we're all on the same page there. I have that, the actual dialogue for that scene committed to memory. Because it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I have it on the sound, on the sound. Okay. Mark. Uh, the, um, and so the fact that he, his, the things that you know about him where he can't swim and Mm -hmm. he, uh, can throw basketballs, it's mildly problematic. I mean, like that word, but having said that, the more I thought about it, I was like, that's two more things than I know about any of the other characters. So he's actually like the most fleshed out character in the whole show. (laughs) Just fleshed Uh, out with racism. That counts. Yes. I mean, I don't know. It maybe I don't know. I don't know who. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what was what was in the heart? Well, he was much less violent than he was in the video game. In the video game, like that was a basketball game that had a punch button, which was fantastic. And that was like the whole. It was the whole game basically. It's just it was two on two basketball, NBA Jam style, but you could just punch a dude in the face, take the basketball. So, Um, huh? So yeah, they took that power from him. Uh, I don't think this was a time when cartoons just never allowed punching, uh, whether it was Super Friends or G.I. Joe or any of these kids cartoons. There was just no punching. And I don't know if that was an agreement they all made independently or if there was some sort of a cartoon council that forbade it. But uh, you are yeah, allowed to rocket launch, though. You can yeah. rocket launch all fucking day. But when it came time to like stopping a bad guy, you had to drop like stalactites around him or, you know, throw him in a bag or something. You couldn't just knock him out. Well, in this case, it was throwing a basketball at the, um, yes. the gang. Uh, they, they, they gave up pretty much immediately at that point. Uh, well, so are we, we going to go through the... Yeah, let's go through the team because the, it's a very interesting team. They had the guy from Wizards and Warriors. Yeah. I guess his name was Kuros. Uh, they changed him so he wasn't fully armored. They gave him a little He-Man pervert harness. So he's a, a mostly nude version of a nameless character known only by a different outfit, which is fine. He got a sword. Crime hates stabbing. I think this is a great guy for your team. Uh, I don't know. What do, you, do you guys have any Kuros thoughts? He just sort of seems like a generic, like, he, fuck, I guess. Again, he seems like he'd be a great guy for your crime fighting team. But he, he maybe it's just this episode was an off episode for him. He does nothing. He doesn't he does do absolutely nothing. Anything. Yeah, it's tough to yeah. have like a forgettable barbarian character. It's usually my immediate go-to <laughs> favorite character is the is the barbarian, yeah. but he was just kind of clocking in, just a barbarian, like at, at two o'clock on his nine to five, just had a big lunch, didn't yeah. want to do it. He I there is a part I didn't commit it to memory. He does reminisce briefly about a water level in his game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he really like established that for me. That was good world building because that sort of is, lets us know that they know they're from video games. Like they don't, they don't come from like other worlds. They they understand what the deal is. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. a video game character. Oh, so uh, that's why they're yeah, so incompetent they, at solving the case because they don't want to go back and and sacrifice right. all of their free will to the controller. Essentially, exactly. essentially dying. Well, I'm not back sure. into this matrix. I, I don't know that they have free will. That's one of my questions. Are they, are they Johnny Arcade's slaves? Yeah, you know he might be controlling them somehow. 
Like he I might mean, have a joystick at home or. Well, they certainly do whatever he says. It seems right. like, like it's almost worse that they're, they have some amount of free will, but they're still, they're still being controlled by Johnny arcades. Uh, even though they, they now exist in this world. There's also the other one. I don't know what game is that. From uh, uh, his name's Quirk. He was a tomato. Uh, I think it was the 379th best-selling Game Boy game. So huge hit. Uh, it's about shoving boxes. I actually had this game when I was a kid. It was, uh, it was you shoved boxes. You were a tomato. Shoved boxes. Uh, so I don't know. I, if he seems all right, if you're going to have a crime-fighting team, you kind of need like a little mascot. Fella. I mentally just sure. remembered him as the Sprite Spot, and I was astonished to learn <laughs> that he was not yeah. the Sprite Spot. It's just a red spot with glasses, and then they're like, "No, no." He's a cool tomato. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get tomato, even though now that you mention it, uh, uh, Tyrone actually busts his balls a little bit about being yeah. a tomato at one point. Um, so, but the other thing is, so at one point, they the tomato guy is like, I'm amazing because they're going into a sewer. And so the idea uh-huh. is he's going to use his maze navigating skills to help them, but that just never comes up again. They- True. And plus his game wasn't exactly a maze game. It would be like, here's five boxes and you've got to sort of plot out how you're going to shove them to get across the room. Was it maybe but- a vegetable <laughs> joke? No, I, I think it had to do oh. with it, it, the way it was, the way the line was delivered made me think that he was, they were setting him up to help them out of the maze. Anyway, none of them did really anything yeah. except for Tyrone threw a basketball at the bad guys at one point. But, and and obviously, fucking Bigfoot did a lot of shit. Yeah, uh, it's really hard to overshadow Monster Truck Superstar Bigfoot. Yeah, but it, uh, but in many ways, congratulations to them to see this fucking sad list of options and still go through with the production of the show. So I mean, like that's an achievement in itself. Uh, Do we? Oh shit! We got the, the sprite spot. No, no. Look closer. <laughs> no, no. Oh. oh. Uh, did we get the Noid? No, we didn't get the Noid either. Do you remember Wizards and Warriors? Kinda that guy, but a little <laughs> bit more naked. Uh, okay. Uh, I think the intro is funny to me because it's like the laziest version of what's just the obvious clear choice, which is like, oh, the characters jump out of the TV. So it shows Johnny Arcade the cocaine abusing teen who hosted the live parts of the show in his cartoon form. And he's just playing video games, which is just like a fucking arcade stick plugged into a VCR. Like they don't want to pay anybody any royalties for anything. Then lightning strikes and a character jumps out of the screen. And then they just reset that same, same scene for each character. It's, it's, I I can't imagine doing it in a lazier way. It's like the Pictionary version of this. So it is, I'm going to, grant you i'm gonna allow it that it's lazy but i also appreciate that they didn't come up with a 45 second backstory <laughs> about yeah. an ancient wizard like they they don't even yeah. exploit it they jump out of the screen it's enough i i and he I doesn't like even react my time uh and isn't gonna isn't gonna tell me some bullshit backstory about why they're in our world they just are they jump out I, they do reuse that thing he's it He's, you'd think by the fifth time he would have been less surprised that one of them jumped out, but he was super surprised every single time. Uh, see, you, t- you read it as super surprised. They kind of just drew it so he leaned back. Like, I guess he reacted in a small way, but... Yeah, um, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't over the top. Also, you just did something, and so we can litigate this now. You keep saying uh-huh. Johnny Arcade, and that makes sense, but I think his name is Johnny Arcade's plural. Okay. 
Is that, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, that's what I think. I thought it was just the one, but I, I don't think it matters. There's no way that dude survived to 20 years old with the cocaine <laughs> they stuffed into, into that kid. Yeah. That kid, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the live action part of that show, but uh, it was clear they, they filled him with methamphetamines and just let him loose. And he just has this energy that's like, ah, ah, I've got to sit in a weird way. Ah, I've got to say hello in a weird way. And like, it, it, I don't know. It's really uncomfortable to watch because he's also clearly not very comfortable as a broadcaster. Um, yeah, no, he wasn't great. He did. They did have a cool move where he was playing like one with one controller on one machine on one TV. And then he does like this, this, Calm central thing where he spins around in his chair and picks up another. Like he's just going from one game to another. Like you know, like he's some hacker working on multiple computers. Uh, it was super nineties. I did get a little yeah. bit of tinge of nostalgia from it. Like it's unironically of that era uh, in, sure. in a way that makes me feel uh, sad that it's gone. I'm I'm sorry I've been so quiet, but you guys didn't think he was cool. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're just sitting there pouting, like, oh, yeah, how am I going to tell these guys really reassess how some cool things. I think Johnny All my notes, is. I have a lot of notes about how cool he was. <laughs> did you, I mean, uh, did, maybe you missed it when he, I mean, he did skateboard in. Did you see the, I know, oh, I skateboard, about he skateboarded that. That is in. pretty rad. That was really cool. And he skateboarded <laughs> in, and then he also skateboarded uh, from his desk over to the couch so he could watch uh, this um uh, this cartoon for six year olds. That's so cool. Big, big, uh, big bowl cool. of popcorn. Well, it is a cartoon about him. I guess if, if fucking power, uh, uh, I don't mean, I forget what this thing's actually called. He had a cartoon power version power of himself in the cartoon that, that they, his uniform was wearing a leather jacket, but they couldn't, he couldn't pull off a leather jacket in real life. So he didn't, <laughs> he, was, he didn't pull it off in the cartoon. It was much cooler in the cartoon. Or at least he tried yeah. to be. <laughs> well, there was, uh, um, yeah, I think there's some, well, we'll get to it eventually. There's some, there's some stuff. Well, this episode on. is called Deaf Ears um, because it's about a little deaf girl who is somehow best friends with Johnny Arcade, uh, a much more calm version in his animated self than in his real yeah. life version. They live in the suburbs together and they sort of have a back to the future thing going where it's not quite clear how this agent appropriate relationship got started or what's sustaining it. Uh, well, yeah. So the first thing, the <clears throat> episode's called Deaf Deaf Ears, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be can't possibly be." Like, yeah, like it'll, <laughs> Jenny, it'll turn out Jenny is trying to tell the whole town, warn them about something, <laughs> right? Work, and so they're metaphorically deaf. But no. you know, it turns out that no, it's just her ears are fucked up. That's what the title means. Now I don't <laughs> remember. He has deaf I'm ears because yeah. she's deaf. I'm a child of this era, and I don't remember everyone hating deaf people. Yeah, oh, it was man. a weird choice. And, and everybody uh, instantly uh, hates her on site, just like attack. They uh, want to attack her on site. Yeah, yeah. it was a, a group of three bullies. They just start brutally bullying her, just calling her a freak right outside her house for being deaf and nothing else. And um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but one of them is pretty clearly a black albino boy, which is, I think, a pretty glaring weak spot if you're starting a war being fought <laughs> solely by rudely pointing out unusual things about the other person. I feel yeah, like also, you're deaf. Well, you're, you're an African-American albino. That's, I think, stranger than my thing. I, I mean, it's fine. It's fine that we're both these things. But if, if you're starting a fight where we're pointing out unusual things, 
I just, I just need to make it clear. You're weirder than me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And also he genuinely was an albino. I'm, I'm actually not convinced that Jenny is deaf. Uh, because <laughs> yeah, she's real able. She, she can, seems like she hears everything. I mean, she says she's reading lips. I don't think they cast a deaf actor to play this because uh, <laughs> does not there That's is true. no hint of deafness. Like, yeah. Uh, Beautiful enunciation. Yeah. She sounds like she she's, yes. She sounds like she is some, you know, went to finishing school somewhere and it, she just speaks perfectly. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know why they made that decision. Maybe it would have been, offensive to have but they could have got it they could have got they, i don't know like Lou that seems like a possible <laughs> but they did call the episode deaf ears like I've, I've that seems insensitive also they're like you're you're a freak you're deaf you're a freak i feel like without setting that up that's just sort of as the writer assumes like yeah people will relate to this people people know that well that deaf people are freaks. she also says at the start I'm not allowed to be around kids at school. And when I go outside, they make fun <laughs> of me. And that's why she like runs yeah. away from her home situation. So it's established. It's not just the children who think that she must be either destroyed or contained for being deaf, mm -hmm. but the school and I guess her parents. Like, I, Well, here's the thing though. I got a strong sense that there was no father in the picture here. Mm -hmm. uh, I got that too. Yeah. You hate to see and it. I, I just want to stop for a minute to point out how smoking hot Jenny's mother is. Mm -hmm. She is Hell an yes. attractive woman. Uh, and I think, a, I mean, Johnny Arcade's, this could be kind of what he's up to in this whole situation. Uh, That's a good point. He might be trying to get with the mom. Yeah. I mean, it would be quite a catch. There also yeah. might be like a homeschool situation. She also might be really Christian. Or something. I now, don't know. did you guys? I mean, that's, did you have any deaf friends when you were kids, or even just like somebody in your school? Should we have been calling like a hotline to report this? <laughs> were they like not allowed? Well, I feel like every disabled person in my school, like everyone, kind of took extra care to like make sure no one fucked with them because like we saw cartoons like this and we just sort of pictured this world like there will come a time when we have to like defend our disabled friend from like these types of bullies and it just of course never happened i mean yeah he called her a freak or but it wasn't she she did not stand up for herself at all uh so i put a little bit of this on on jenny <laughs> uh, it like, is kind of her fault for being I, a bit of a freak and he, i mean let's i mean it's it. a he got kind of a clever line off he's like he's like I forget the exact, like, read my lips, you're a freak, which is a deaf joke. And I mean, yeah. it's all right. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But she, it's all bit, she it's had a to bit do, nuclear. yeah, she could have just, why didn't she say anything back to him? Like, you know, I. Well, she's I, apparently spent her whole life with my, in a cage underneath the stairs. So she was perhaps ill prepared for a battle of wits. That's it true. might be. I might but be. Johnny does kind of resolve it by walking right up to the little kids and making it clear he's about to fuck them up. And then they're just like, all right, we're out of here. Uh, or, yeah, because he's like, apologize. And Billy's like, I'm sorry. And, I, you know, it's not sincere. But yeah. uh, but how would she know? She doesn't. She, she can't, can't detect sarcasm by reading lips. It's ridiculous. No. Come on. She's no. capable. But, but like, let's, let's not be silly. Actually, I didn't, um, I didn't consider that. That's actually 
a really good point. She thinks <laughs> that he sincerely apologized to her sure. when it's clear to all of us that she did not. Uh, I don't know if you caught this too. Uh, Billy is re- is more insensitive afterwards. He comes back to her and he's like, "Jenny, don't listen to Billy," which is horrible. She she can't listen to yes. Billy. He's fucking. <laughs> 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 This, this is, is a very weird. good point. They are so indelicate with their words around Jenny. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, the damage is done. Je- Def Jenny runs away. She's like, fuck this whole town. Uh, fuck my mom. Fuck Johnny Arcade. She just runs away. Uh, and, the first and, thing uh, she runs into is the bad guys from NARC, Mr. Big and his two henchmen. And they're um, the, the famously violent video game about killing drug cartels. So she reads their lips while they're talking about the criminal plan. But Here's the thing is one of them is eating. That's like his thing. He's constantly eating. The other one's constantly chomping on a cigar. It's night. She's a block away. So they're probably fine, right? Like, I don't think she actually sees their lips say this plan in any clear, coherent way. They, of course, have no way of knowing this. So they're just like, hey, that girl saw us. Let's split up and hunt her. But the, the guy who eats too much smells tacos and he leaves. So that's how she gets away. Um, the eating thing will come up later at... It's more of a superpower than a weakness. It didn't go well for him here, but like later it pays off a lot. I thought that was pretty good because you're like, oh, this guy's a fucking useless idiot. But it turns out he is not. But speaking of that, so here's the thing. We're contemplating why Jenny has to stay inside all the time when, Uh let's face it, the bullying she has to deal with isn't really that bad. Any of us could have fucking. Yeah, we've all. Uh, Yeah, sure. But here's the thing. She leaves the house with her tiny little suitcase, by the way. She's not a real good judge of how much clothing you need to pack to run away for the rest of your life. But within five minutes of leaving the house, she's on the run from the mob, and then she falls into a river. So <laughs> yes. she's, she's kind of an imbecile. Like, maybe that's why she doesn't get to go out of the house. There's... <laughs> everything falls apart very quickly for Jenny. There's a minute later. Yeah. Like, she falls into a river, and it's a weird moment where you're like, why, why would being... Deaf make her fall in a river? Like I don't, I don't understand. You don't make you fall in a river being an idiot. She's <laughs> and they they cut to a, a, another kid later, and they're like looking for her. They cut to another kid, and it's like, well, she always goes to the river when she's upset. So she knew the fucking river was there. Yeah, yeah, she fucking knows amazing. how to be near the river. Uh, so I, yeah, the whole that part. Yeah, and, you know, I, I was saying how much I liked this before, but now we're talking about it, and I'm getting angry about. <laughs> Well, the mom has figured out Jenny's gone. So uh, instead of calling the police, she calls uh, her older friend, Johnny Arcade, and he calls the power team and uh, then quietly removes himself from the cartoon for the most part. Uh, I think he's not really part of the power team. He basically sits at home and watches them do things through unknown means. Like at first, I thought it might have been a mistake in the script. Like sometimes he would say something. I'm like, how the fuck did what? He's back at his house. So uh, I like I thought the writer forgot he wasn't there and like wrote a line for him in the screenplay and then the animators just drew the mistake, but um, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Or I mean, maybe Bigfoot has a camera on it, but they don't yeah. really show him looking at a camera feed of what Bigfoot is seeing. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a good yeah. question. It has to be. It has to be that or some sort of a magic connection, telepathic connect. Doesn't fucking matter. It's a cartoon, but yeah. um. They have a missile fight and a laser fight in the middle of the neighborhood. They basically find the bad guys instantly. And Mr. Big just pulls rockets out of his uh, jacket. Like that's his thing is he just has these unlimited rockets in his pockets. Uh, Fantastic power. Uh, Bigfoot does a 
hydraulic stretch to dodge the missiles. Um, and also fires so laser that, like from, that's his, kind of, from, from his headlights, yes. which is another big power lights. I don't recall from watching <laughs> the monster truck rallies. Uh, I guess I wasn't paying very close attention to like the lore, to the deep lore of the truck. Right. That's probably what. Yeah. So they are, I, I don't remember exactly when it happens, but Johnny Arcade slash Arcades is, does seem like he's barking commands at. at uh, yeah, he tells them to dodge the rockets as they're coming in. Yeah, he said, so. I guess, I don't know if that's, if that makes it happen or that's just a suggestion. Is he the player I, I, I and they, they the game? Yeah. Uh, I also just want to point out, because uh, I forgot to mention it earlier, Mr. Big is way, way more deformed than Jen. He's wildly deformed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's horrifically deformed, but he, he's managed to get on with his life. Like, he's kind of... He's yeah. kind of aspirational. I would like to sure. to just introduce the idea here that all three of the villains, uh, Mr. Big and his two henchmen, are all wildly deformed. Uh, one of them we've established mm-hmm. will run towards the smell of tacos, regardless of the scenario. I don't think that's like a like a mafia goon thing. I think that's maybe maybe some sort of, of brain damage issue. Right, I think it's related. I just I don't yeah, think. Yeah, they make it clear that that guy's that guy's got a mental problem, like a probably something physically wrong with his. Brain. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think that you have established these villains as a force that we need the power team to defeat. That we need a monster right. truck like, that shoots lasers and a and a, a brutal, like if, merciless cop, I, <laughs> a, a single black man uh, doing his best. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and a tomato a tomato and a barbarian i think you need any yes. almost any one of those things to defeat these just i feel like if jenny wasn't a total piece of shit she could probably handle these guys yeah, uh jenny uh jenny is a passive she, she's I, so i thought well i guess we'll eventually get to it i thought jenny would do something, her deafness would somehow pay off somehow, but it, it doesn't. Yeah, no. no, there's no arc for Jenny. It only all. harms her. Uh, I do want to talk about this fight because they drop a banana sign onto the bad guy. It's like a giant wooden billboard and they're trapped. They're like, oh shit, we're stuck in a banana. And then Mr. Big remembers that he has a henchman that eats everything. And so he does this at a clip. Look, Joe, bananas. Don't you want to eat them? Uh, yeah, I fuck. And then he eats it. Bananas is my favorite fruit. Now let's get out of here. So he can't taste the food he's eating or identify texture. He just ate a wooden billboard. He's brain damaged. He's definitely has had some sort of tractor accident as a child and is being exploited by this small deformed man. Again, this is way worse than being deaf. He's voraciously (laughs) hungry all the time and yet gets no pleasure out of food because he can't taste it and he can't appreciate. Oh man. Can't identify Uh, it. Is this, this might be the point of the episode for Jenny to go out in the world and encounter all of these people that actually have it quite a bit worse than her and are stealing, still dealing with the world like on its level. So she has no excuse to be uh, spending all of her time in the box under the stairs. None. That's no bullshit. If that was intentional, that's really good art. Uh, well, so this is, this is the type of thing I was I think about, but she, it doesn't seem like she learns a lesson from it. So maybe yeah. that maybe, but maybe that's the point: is that um, uh, 
that she is incapable. I don't know why. Maybe because she's deaf. I guess that would be uh, that that would kind of be a bad lesson to take away too. That, uh, that <laughs> yeah, I think this. I think this show starts off person. saying. I, I think it starts off with the thesis that like deaf people must be contained or destroyed, mm. and they can't get out. And That's everybody knows that. And I, I, I was. I guess I was on board with that being something we must have thought in the 90s, even though I don't recall it. Uh, but I think the show goes through and ends with the lesson being, so you see, deaf people should be contained or destroyed. Because she goes back. Well, right. She goes back in the box. Yeah, yeah no, she, she happily walks back into the box. She's <laughs> Like all of this it. was like, to teach her, you see, you were safe in the box. Yeah, deaf people uh, should not be out in the world, even though everybody else out in the world is fucking disfigured or has some massive problem. It pales in comparison to your handicap, Jenny. Yeah, she's not a tomato, for instance. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Literally every other person in this, except for her mom, uh, who we don't understand what her problem is, but... Oh, she's single, I guess. I mean, raising a kid, that, that's, yeah, that's kind of tough. tough, I suppose. In 1990, but, they considered uh, that a disability. The other thing that we should consider is, uh, it sounds like Johnny Arcades is Canadian, so it's possible this whole thing takes place in Canada, which is a very different scenario, uh, right. deaf people-wise, I think. That it could have been a very different situation for deaf people. Because they, they had work camps for them in 1990, yeah. Canada. Yeah, Canada was a real... A real fucking shithole for, for deaf people. Uh, so, so, like, so I, 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 a thing that I really liked in the show is the bad guys left in a car, but all the good guys had already jumped out of Bigfoot and they just make no effort to go after them. And this happens so many more times in the show when the bad guys just leave and the good guys are like, okay, well, no no reason to pursue them. Uh, and so anyway, this this is frustrating as a... As a viewer, it felt very much like watching a evil pro wrestler cheat over and over and over. Um, but anyway, uh, the little girl, we, we mentioned she falls into a drainage pipe and uh, then it cuts to the next day where Johnny Arcade goes to the bullies that were being mean to her that made her run away. And they know exactly where she likes to hang out. And just through insane blind luck, it's the same watery grave she just fell into. And so now that's our first commercial break. And um, if you guys watched the link I sent you, it had some pretty great commercials, and I actually took a clip from one of them. Due to a this high demand for qualified technicians, <laughs> Red Wing Technical College is now enrolling students in accordion and concertina repair. In only nine months, you can learn the techniques of tuning, repairing, building, and playing. Classes begin November 28th. Financial aid is still available. Oh, I have so many questions. So magical. I have so many questions. <laughs> Unbelievable that okay. in the nineties, accordion repair college was a thing. <laughs> that and uh, uh, and I you got to think that's got to be a grift, right? It, it couldn't have been in high demand. That has to have been salesmanship. But I they have, still bought the time. Well, so this is my other question. So there's a bar. There's also an ad for bartending college, and then there's one yeah. for accordion repair college. So clearly. They're not trying to sell this to eight-year-olds. So they're a, they bought airtime on the fucking power team, assuming that unemployed losers were at home too lazy to like change the channel to the price is right or something. And they so that they could sell accordion 
repair college to the people watching right. college. And I love planning that speech. Different. I don't and know. only accordion and concertina repair. This wasn't like so many of the commercials back then, which were like, you're an unemployed piece of shit. Come to our college, learn air right. conditioning, VCR repair, learn how to fucking juggle. I don't know. You can major in business management or an account. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of like, but they were like, no, accordions. We need that. We need the whole industry needs. It's going to shit. We need your fucking help. There aren't enough people. They're like accordion salesmen and repair people are dying faster than we can train them. You need to step into this. This whole college is apparently just for that Red Wing Technical College. It's it was astounding. Weird Al Yankovic owns like 70 accordions. Like there's a market for it. in just the one man. I get a second or a third Weird Al Yankovic. It's all going to be worth it. Maybe. I got to think if there was one accordion repairman for the entire Midwest region, like Wisconsin, <laughs> Minnesota, like yeah. he could handle everything. Probably. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, Maybe I two. Think. They could kind of like have a rivalry. That'd be fun. Yeah. I would. I was kind of hoping that by the end, it would turn out that Power Team was just sponsored by Accordion Repair College. <laughs> and then it would just smash cut to, from Jenny going like from fifth grade straight to Accordion College. And she's graduating valedictorian. Uh, this is why the um, deaf girl is portrayed as something to be yo. feared and reviled. She can't understand yeah. the sponsor. She can't tune an Accordion for yeah. shit. Oh, Right. She, oh, because she's deaf and it was like an mm-hmm. affirmative action hire. And so she graduates valedictorian and then it turns out her first accordion where she can't hear the accordion. It just sucks. And she's yep. homeless again, like in five minutes falls into a room. I don't like this uh, sketch box. comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> I have some notes. Uh, uh, so, so the, she, uh, we come back and she's found a patch of dry sewer to stand on. And she's just wandering in random directions in this small town's enormous sewer system. Like this fucking, there's like a Minotaur labyrinth underneath the frozen yogurt strip mall. So Mr. Yeah. Big and his and his henchmen, they find her scarf on a sewage grate, and they're like, "Hey, we recognize that scarf. That's from that little girl." And then the power team power team drives right up, and they also recognize the scarf. So Jeff Jenny's red scarf is the talk of the town, guys. You, so- she drops that anywhere. And, Everyone just gathers around it. Ooh, Jenny's scarf. This is Jenny's scarf. Guys, this is the real scarf of Jenny. I was telling her how fucking uh, good she looks in this. My God. Red, <laughs> no less. Yeah. Jenny, uh, yeah, so they, what, they find her, or, no, wait, Sean, you tell me what happens. Oh, they, uh, the, next, they, the, the power team heads into the sewer. Uh, oh, yeah. Far on the tail of Mr. Big. They get in their way before them. And then here's where we get... A lot of good character development. I actually pulled the Oh, here we here. go. Just so we don't have to go swimming. That's all I'm worried about. I thought you couldn't swim. Why'd you think I'm worried? Once, in my game world, I fought a great battle in the water level against a six-headed serpent that spewed fire from its mouth. Yeah? Who won? Kuros, the mighty warrior, never loses his battles. Oh, man. There he goes again. Button it. I hear voices. Wow, I didn't. <laughs> everyone. I didn't the first time around. I didn't hear any of the rest of that exchange where he was talking about his his <laughs> battles. I just heard him turn to the black character and go, "I thought you couldn't swim." And I thought, "Oh fuck, yeah. oh fuck." And then the one black character said, "I can't." And I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah, I was just as bad. It's um, a, a also, suspicious. They dedicated full three lines of dialogue to make it clear. It's, it was very important to this writer's understanding of the character. And doesn't come up later. Beyond that, though, 
I, okay, so let put that aside for a minute. Sure. The racism. And the, okay. Yeah, you know, put it aside. It's structured <laughs> like that back and forth is some sort of like Oscar Wilde level wordplay, but it's literally the one guy saying, yes. I can't swim. And the other guy says, I thought you couldn't swim. And Tyrone says, that's why I hope we don't yes. have to swim. Right. It make any <laughs> it really, it's just, uh, it's just, he really wanted to hammer it home. Yeah. At any cost, even at the cost of the of the pacing, the dialogue, it doesn't fucking matter. I just they wanted the only thing I know about this character is, is that he's black. Yeah. I'm, again, I'm the writer here, the the racist '90s video game cartoon sure. writer. Sure. Like, the only thing I know about him is the black stereotypes they told me here in rural Canada. Yeah. Uh, he can't. Yeah. I can't swim. I thought you couldn't swim. I can't swim. It's just that's. <laughs> That's the dialogue. If there's, uh, it's got the ta ta ta, the rhythm of it. <laughs> well, I I punched it. Out. I actually made it way better. <laughs> you did. Uh, Man, if there's uh, like anyway, a wiki, yeah. if there's like a wiki for these characters, I bet that's the one fact <laughs> underneath Tyrone. Like it yeah. might be the it's only the time one, they've given him. You know, fucking world class athlete that can't swim because he's, you know, I don't want to say it, but he's uh, uh I, although again, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna reiterate. It's more than I know about any of those other guys, really. Yeah. Other than the very obvious things of one guy's a tomato, I actually know some things that aren't immediately obvious about Tyrone. Mm-hmm. He can't swim, uh, and he's good at good at basketball. Yeah. If it wasn't such a common racial stereotype, it'd be like a like Mr. T. How he he really loves milk. He hates yeah. to get on a plane. Like these little things, like make the character come alive in your in your mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. I, the, yeah, the I don't guy know. from NARC has like a, a fish finder that he pulls out that can track a human man through sewer walls. Uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's, so this is going to be a pretty easy hunt. It's not like they're going to be, oh, how are we going to find these guys? It's like, well, it is a, a Canadian suburban sewer and you have this gadget that just tells you where everything is. So I think you'll be okay. So there's not a lot of stakes. No. I, are they looking for Mr. Big or are they looking for Jenny? Or is it, are they looking for both of them? I think they would take either well, one. They don't find yeah. Jenny. They walk past her and then she notices them and runs to them. <laughs> and that's right. how this episode is oh, solved. Actually, no, Brockway. I hate to correct you. <laughs> they walk past her and she yells for them and they hear her yelling and then come back. So right. think about it. If the roles were reversed and it was deaf Jenny looking for the power team, they would have died in the sewer. <laughs> Yeah, That's so true. what they're actually saying, being deaf is a massive handicap. Uh, the only reason that she was saved is because of the power of hearing. Another, so, uh, another, another I really her. think that I really <laughs> think the ultimate lesson this was trying to teach us was that she was wrong for trying to leave her contained scenario. I just, yeah, he, there's no other way to take it. She was safe in her house with her mother, and it was dangerous. Dangerous outside for Jenny. But I do like that um, that here she is in the shadows of the sewer and she's kind of just given up. She's just sort of sitting there whimpering, someone find me. Like that's literally the line. And uh, she can't figure out how to like exit. I guess the sewer has no exits. And here comes a tomato, a nude man, every black stereotype and a freelance drug murderer. And she's like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? I'm glad you're you're in the sewer with me. Yeah. this is one of those things in cartoons where you never are quite sure if are these people okay with a tomato walking among them? Like, do they know the power team exists? Are they on the news? 
or is this like? I mean, she does uh, have what appears next to be a close relationship with John yeah, Cage. So it's possible she she's aware of this. Uh, but yeah, it's a good larger question because Mr. Big, I'm assuming, jumped out of a video game too. Maybe he didn't. I mean, he clearly doesn't look human. I think he really. did. Yeah, I think he jumped out of Narc. And uh, but uh, speaking yeah. of, they jump out here. They they're like, oh hi, we're here too. And the narc guy shoots them at li- with light that summons bats. Which is, well, and hold then, on, that's um, completely crazy in, in like four directions. Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> there are sewer bats, which, uh, okay, maybe. And light sure, summons I'm them? I'm okay with that. I don't well, think so. I think it does eventually because the light will summon a bug and then the bats will come when the when they the bugs get there. It's, it's, it's and, not and you have a bat summon, a sewer bat summoning rocket. Is is how you have immediately solved this situation, and there are just yeah, there are just no questions asked by anybody on any side. They're like, "Yep, <laughs> yep, that sucks. I knew yeah. we had that. I shouldn't have done this." <laughs> so now the good guys run away, but fair, they do have to protect Jenny, so they probably don't want her in the middle of a missile fight. That's fair. But then they just in the very next scene they run into each other with no real explanation. It's just every time they need to arrive at a place, they do so. They have a fight at a second location, and uh, Mr. Big throws some missiles. The narc guy has a retractable shield, like a missile-proof shield he can just pull out. Oh, yeah. Um, and they all kind of get a chance to use their powers here. Uh, the big guy that eats stuff, he picks up a cannon. He's going to squash him with it. But Quirk, the box-shoving tomato, he jumps into the sky and turns into like a dick-seeking ball missile. <laughs> Hits him in the dick. Drops the cannon on his own head. It's awesome. I love it. Then uh, the other henchman, who hasn't done anything, I don't even know what he can do. Tyrone throws a basketball at him with a classic intentional miss fake out. And the guy's like, ha ha, you missed. Boom, bounces off the wall, hits him in the back of the head. And Quirk goes, uh, great rebound, Tyrone, and gives him a high five, which is it I'm was glad they're friends. kind of a rebound. It's close. Yeah, you did. Okay, little buddy. And then Tyrone goes, teamwork, my man. Teamwork. Nope. Which again, you're close. You're kind of you're, you're on the right track. I We're love on it. the same team and we both did work. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, we, I didn't understand what the teamwork was either but uh i do like that it seems like the tomato and tyrone have a bond that the other guys don't have maybe it's true it does seem like everyone else is getting to know each other constantly the narc guy hardly talks and kuros is just like i am a super cool guy for my video game and they're like dude none of us have this vibe like you're the only one who seems to know that you're from a video game it's fucking weird you know what Uh, i think i'm coming around to Eric's point, <laughs> that telling me he couldn't swim was a good idea. <laughs> so it's the, the yeah. him and the fucking tomato are the only ones I care about. They're like the only ones with any sort of personality. And they did one thing each this episode just yeah. now, like at the end. True. Maybe that yeah, was it. Maybe ask, that was the right move. Who do I want to see more of? I want to see more of Tyrone and the tomato. And yeah. So again, 100%. You know, they, they, did a, they did a good job. I'm done. I don't need any more Jenny. I don't need any more Johnny Arcades. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. That's good that you don't need any more because she goes back to her fucking house to disappear from society forever. <laughs> yeah. She she says like, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have done any of that. I should never have left and appeared in society and let people see me. This was all a mistake. Goodbye forever. It is one of the rare shows or pieces of fiction ever written where the bully gets no comeuppance whatsoever. Because he was right. Yeah, he was right. I mean, look, it's the, it's the ugly truth of actual life, which is 
yes, some people are bullied when they're kids because they're eccentric, gentle souls, but a lot of kids are bullied because they're aggressively annoying weirdos. And maybe that was Jenny. Uh, yeah. She, she kind of, Billy was, Billy was not completely wrong in with what he was Yeah, I, I definitely do not like Jenny. I feel like uh, she got what she deserved. I feel yeah. like someone should have thrown her in the, in the fucking wet trash. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and be the guy people. That, that, that says maybe it's wrong to contain or destroy deaf children. Well, here, it, it all ended up okay. She's They get back to her house and her mom, who just recovered a runaway daughter from 24 hours in the sewer, leaves her with the magic older boy who knows a tomato. And she's like, take all the time you need. You two, I'm going to go wait in the car. And so Jenny promises to never run away again. And they're kind of wrapping up the episode, but it is uh, unmentioned that she's still being hunted by the murderers. Like they still think she knows about some sort of a crime. Uh, Well, I did take a clip here at the end real quick. Thanks again for everything. No charge. (laughs) I just thought that was really fucking Do they normally charge? And if so, for what? So that was that was like this crazy twist ending. I'm like, does the power team normally charge people? Yeah, to do what they do. Is this a money making operation? I, I again don't know. I don't. It feels know. like that would be the ethics of a claim. Like a claim was very much a. They they would sell a, a pile of shit to a ten year old and did many times to me at least. Uh, yeah. I well, okay. So the one thing, one correction, I think I'm going to make is that maybe Mr. Big and his gang are not after Jenny anymore because their plan has already been foiled, which was, remember they were going to steal- Oh, they were going to take over that- From the armory. Right. Yeah, and okay. That, yeah, that makes that sense. Got the, I mean, they could do it again, I guess, but but that their plan has been blown. Like, everybody knows that that's what they're going to do now. So Yeah. One guy uh, hit in the head of the basketball, the other one got hit in the dick with the tomato. Uh, the whole plan fell apart. Uh, and also- Good luck finding her as she has just agreed to disappear from society forever. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's not going to leave the house. Uh, she So, again, the thing I'll say is if they make a men too, I'm probably not going to watch it. But I genuinely am probably going to track down another power team. It's better art. Just yeah. to kind of see what it's like. It's controversial. Yeah. I don't agree with what it said about the destruction of deaf children, but it said something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did have a point of view, that's for sure. Uh, I, an, an interesting uh, view of what maybe people thought. I mean, I was alive in the 90s. I just don't remember what we all thought about deaf people. But, I, you know, this could be an accurate representation of that. I so, don't know. It was a hateful time, a dangerous time. I think, yeah. uh, I think Johnny Arcade sums it up best when he takes us out of the episode. It cuts out to live action Johnny Arcade and he goes, oh, man, what can I say? Except it's time for a preview. He has nothing to say about it. He has nothing to say. It's like, that was pretty fucked up. (laughs) Oh, man, what can I say? (laughs) Let's get to the previews. I turned it off, so... Uh, shit, I missed that. Yeah, I didn't watch all all the live action It rewards a rewatch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did. I watched it. The second time I was scrubbing to my favorite parts, but I did watch it twice. Uh... And uh, yeah, it was, I, I'm glad I appreciate that you guys recommended it to me. And I, I, I'm happy that I watched nice. it. Um, 
Oftentimes we'll have people on the show, we'll have them watch something and it's completely awful, but not in a way they enjoy. And then, uh, and then everyone hates me. Uh, oh, I definitely so. Uh, <laughs> I, it's hard for me to imagine somebody watching this and paying attention and not coming away with like, I mean, it makes you think it does make you think, and maybe it makes yeah. you think because it's incompetent, but I don't it know. It makes you think the wrong I, thoughts, but those still count. Yeah. I, I like it's, uh, yeah, it's challenging. It's challenging. I don't want everything to just reinforce my preconceived notions of deaf people and their value to society. Like, I would like to be challenged <laughs> on that. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> this isn't going to a good place. Let's talk about the other power team. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I feel insane having to say this, but if you don't know what power team, the alternate power team is, uh, they were bodybuilders and just, I want to say just rough and ready madmen for Christ. Uh, they went, yes. they went to, God, it wasn't even just schools. They would just show up in your town and like ruin your town's <laughs> week. And just, we're here now. We're in the fucking town. We're in the Elks Lodge. And I'm going to tear a bunch of license plates in half with my bare hands. And I'm going to blow up a hot water bottle until it explodes. And I'm going to, and men are going to try to rip my hands apart, but I won't let them. And it's just general roughhousing madness that I love. And then at the end, they'd stop and be like, and this was all for Christ. And then they would talk to you about how Jesus gave them the ability to destroy almost anything with their bodies, uh, which I don't recall those miracles from the Bible. I don't recall Jesus ripping license plates in half with his hands and distributing them to the masses instead of food. Uh, sure, he did. He did. Here's half a license yeah, plate. Which is similar to blowing up a giant balloon till it pops. I mean, they're both kind of feats of strength when you think about yeah. it. It's all metaphors. I mean, he did sure. he did die on the cross, but I have a feeling if it was the power team, they would have flexed and broken the cross and then ran around. Oh, that's, yeah, that cross, they would have picked up that cross and then they would have they would have broken it over their knee and then they would have taken the next one and broken it slightly slower <laughs> over their knee. Uh, that's kind of what I liked about the power team is that they've been doing the same act for like 40 or 50 years. And so like they tear a phone book in half. And I sort of remember when I was a child, they would be like, this phone book is so hard to tear in half. And they'd like set it up and be like, dude, no one's ever fucking done this. And they tear the phone book in half. And you're like, that's amazing. I just learned how hard those are to tear in half and you did it. But like they've been doing it for so long that everyone going there knows that they're going to tear these phone books in half. So they have to tear like 40 or 50 phone books in half. They just rip, rip, rip. Yeah, at one point they turned it into a race between like two guys, but it was yes. like a decathlon to see who can rip phone books, bend bars, tear license plates, break bats, and like jumping exactly. down scaffolding out of each other. It was just a, a wildly destructive, ill-advised time. And I loved it. I watched a bunch <laughs> of these short videos and my favorite one ended with one of the power team like running in slow motion, getting high fives from this crowd. Like all the way, all the uh -huh. way around this, clearly, just like I said, like an Elks Lodge or a community center, getting all these high fives around the perimeter. And then it, at the very end, like it goes into even slower motion and he just dives head first through like eight ice blocks. <laughs> I saw that. That, that was genuinely inspiring. I mean, that got me pumped up. I thought, yeah. oh, here's the thing though. So we're like, oh, this is goofy. This is silly. But I'm, I read the comments of that video and it's just person after person being, this was the greatest. They came to my town. This was yeah. the greatest thing that happened to me when I was a kid. So these guys were, sure. were or are on to something. Because 
Look, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that of the three of us, I am the only one that attends church regularly because my <laughs> wife is a Catholic. And so for our son, I show up, I go to mass. I'm not a Catholic. Okay. But I've become very good, a good critic of homilies, which is the part where the priest kind of goes off book during the mm -hmm. mass and kind of does. And the thing is, there's usually two minutes of here's some moral instruction and then it's padded out with like 13 minutes, just, I guess, because you you just got to pad it out. And some priests are good at it. Some priests aren't that great at it. This is brilliant. Like, get your two minutes, get your very simple but profound message out, and then do something uh -huh. that fucking engages. Then dive head first through eight ice blocks. Like, that's, yeah. if you're going to yeah. preach a sermon at me, you should destroy something with your body or have your body be destroyed. Immediately after. Exactly. If, if the priest at next week's mass was like, we're called to live our faith, even though the world often, you know, is in opposition to it and it's hard, but you know what else is hard? Breaking a three foot pile of flaming bricks with your head. And he did it. I would, it would be the greatest church going experience in my life. So I don't 100%. know if these guys still exist, but. Uh, Some of these videos are very recent. So yeah. Oh, are they? The, Cause the one, I, the thing I wouldn't want to go see it seems like the blowing up the balloon till it bursts would be anxiety producing for everyone. Oh, that's a fetish. I agree. Now. <laughs> we've, we've agreed that that's, we've all agreed as a society that this is now a fetish. Uh, but it feels yeah, like it also do the most like physical trauma to the performer. Like it feels like that would really be bad for your lungs and you probably get whipped in the face with those rubber balloons a lot. Like, I'd much rather break a baseball bat over my leg than blow up a hot water bottle like any day. It's such an old-timey thing that I have no preconception of how difficult that is to do. So it just looks like you're blowing up a balloon. So you're you're destroying yourself for yeah. the least spectacle. Like, it's the worst. Agree. It's the worst thing to but do. But it's also just... It, the other stuff is like, you're just cheering. But that one, you're just scared. Because the thing's mm -hmm. going to burst, and you don't know when, and it's going to be really loud. And uh, it just seems bad. But like, so the other thing they do is they bend rebar with their teeth. Yeah. It seems like that's pretty cool. Uh, sure. Basically everything they do seems pretty cool. They do some cool I, shit. I, you know, they do some rad, some rad shit. Nobody's debating that. Like, and what was, what was best was this was all, this wasn't like, God, now we're prepared for it. You go watch a YouTube video. You can go watch like what's power team. You go on YouTube and watch the YouTube videos. It's a fine experience. But in their heyday, which was like mid eighties, when they were doing this, nobody had any fucking clue. They they didn't have any like TV specials for a long time. They would just show mm -hmm. up in your town and you'd be like, oh, I got to go to church today. And you go to your church and then are like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> These madmen are destroying the entire church for God. I didn't realize religion was like this. Yeah, this is, um. I mean, I think faith formation in kids is tough. And these guys cracked it. They fully cracked it. Like, Agreed. Kids are going to... This is going to, yeah, this is great for kids. They found God. And you're saying there's still, I genuinely had no idea these people existed until you mailed me about it. I feel it. like I, some of these videos I found are in the, at least the late 2010s. Like, Well, I have the backstory on that, but I, I just, uh -oh. real quick, you're completely correct, Eric. And that, that's this, my wife had seen them like as one of these ambush shows, not knowing who they were. They showed up to like her town community center and she, her and her friends from like her karate class went to see this and were just like, <laughs> Wow, all of these strong men, they kind of saved it, the the religious stuff for the end. And so they did all of these 
insane fucking moves, just bursting through things with their forearms and lighting shit on fire and cracking it with their heads. And she was, and she was just like, yes, whatever this is, I, I want to run away from home and do this. This is amazing. And at the end, they're like, now who wants to come up here and get bored again in Christ? And she was like, hell yeah. Like I'm, I'm already like, we believe in Christ. I want to go do that. And then her friends had to yeah. be like, no, 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 sit down. Don't go up there because she didn't realize that like, there are different kinds of people that believe in Christ. So she was born Catholic and they were trying to convert her to Christianity. And she was like, hell yeah. So there was a very real danger that she could have come home and been like, I converted religions. Thanks to the strong man. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, I told her parents that. Definitely not cat. I mean, there's some form of Protestant, uh, uh, but exciting. I, Catholics could learn something from this. The uh, power team came to my town uh, when I was in middle Ooh. school and they came to my school and uh, they changed their message from God to be like anti-drug. They weren't allowed. They weren't allowed so to they, talk about God in the school ones. Oh. Right. And so they, uh, they all had stories about how they recovered drug addicts. And so they're like, hey, here's why you don't do drugs. And, and one of the things I remember is one of them did a feat of strength where he put two girls on like a bench and lifted the bench. And some guy went into the crowd and he picked two girls. And I remember he picked two girls that like worked very hard, like dolling up their hair and putting on their makeup. Uh, but when they he brought them on stage, the other guy like went out and found his own two girls and put them on the bench while the other the first two girls sat there. And it became very clear as they were asked to leave that the second guy just didn't think the first set of girls were pretty enough. And like they had some sort of an onstage rival, like I'm going to go find some hot girls. And the guy's like, you didn't find hot girls. I'm going to go find some hot girls. And like that played out silently in front of the entire middle school. And uh, so that's just some fun. Drop that into the fucking. And those, and those were middle war. school girls. Yeah. So they were like okay. 12 or 13, I guess is how old we were. And so. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not all right. But yeah, they, they yeah, yeah, it's not all right at all. Sure. But, but it was very clear, like, what had happened. You're like, from a distance or with bad eyesight, you'd look at these first two girls and say, like, those, those must be mega babes. You know, whatever. Like, they're not Jenny, but they're, they weren't tense. Well, uh, yeah. I, was, I was a little more on board with the power team before this. I'm getting a little... <laughs> yes. No, I, anyway, they, you never know. They did. I have the whole, like, power team lore here. They did eventually make one special, a VHS special, that was one of the crazier things I've ever seen in the sense that it wasn't, it was kind of not the power team. Like they somehow backgrounded all the feats of strength and would only show them in like heavily filtered music videos. So they'd, they'd show in like a guy would stand up there and preach to you about, you know, the trials that he's been through and everything. And then he'd be like, and that's why we're going to do this awesome stunt for Christ. And then they'd show this heavily edited, like filtered, quick cut you can't really see what's going on thing of like a guy maybe breaking some ice a guy like certainly a bat is being broken and that they did that every time they did that like 15 times for the special and never once showed like the actual feat of strength all the way through which was such a crazy understanding of like the value that they bring with this show like they did not they yeah. had no idea they thought the they thought all of this strongman stuff they did was just like completely incidental and nobody wanted to see that so that makes me, yeah, that does make me reevaluate that they uh, kind of knew what they were doing and were geniuses. I guess maybe they weren't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, you clearly need a balance of both of those things. 
I mean, for the, I, honestly, you could just have the feats of strength, but it would be a different message. Yeah, like in uh, school, um, they, like Sean was saying, they weren't allowed to bring their religious stuff to school, so they would pick something else. They would pick, their big ones they picked were drugs, anti-drugs, uh, suicide, and divorce was another one. They would come <laughs> in and, like, do all of these stunts to teach middle school children not to get divorces eventually. This is how your parents' marriage was torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, those are all fine messages, I guess. I mean, divorce, I don't know. Well, the guy that started it, John Jacobs, who was the televangelist primarily and kind of a strong guy second, well, he eventually would get a very public and <laughs> brutal divorce from his wife. And he, oh, fantastic. he was he was surrounded by such such dumb, innocent, God bless them, believers that this destroyed the power team. <laughs> then he got a divorce like... Almost everybody was just like, no, you're done. We're out. And it splintered the power team into two, maybe three different power teams that would like go to war like wrestlers <laughs> and then try to like sabotage each other's shows. And, and, and like, <laughs> we're the pro divorce power team. <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. we're the, we're the ones that are with John Jacobs who thinks it's okay now to divorce. And we're the ones that are going to come to your school and tell your 13 year old, do not get a divorce. And, and don't let your parents, it's all, it's up to you to stop your parents from getting a divorce. <laughs> Dude, those two girls had to walk back to their seats after doing nothing on stage. They had to know within seconds. They're like, oh, it's because we're not pretty enough. I'm just, I just want to remind everyone that's who we're dealing with. <laughs> yeah, they were, because let's face it, they're still just men. They're just men. They're, they're just not divine. Strong men. As much as they were, yeah, they're just yeah, you're confusing how strong they are, Sean, with the divine. With their moral strength. Men, mortal men. And that's uh, what they were going for. So, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, they Kudos to them. Their, like, messaging was insane all the way through. Like, the VHS that they do, it starts out with a really ominous narrator going, The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. And then the power team logo comes up, and it goes, Power team. So, like, the... The, and that's it. Wow. The power team stole heaven, invaded heaven. Like that's the implication. They don't say the devil stole it. They said the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force, dot, 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 power team. I, God, I, I genuinely don't follow I it. Don't I don't know what that means. I don't think Other I understand. Other than the power team have destroyed heaven with violent force. Yeah, it sounds like they beat the shit out of heaven. If, I gotta think that... Um, it was just bad it's, writing. It is just bad writing. Well, and throughout throughout, it's this, like, he's, he opens John Jacobs as the speaker, and he opens it by saying, like, in no uncertain terms, we are here in Tulsa to wage war on the devil. And that's, like, a great, great mm -hmm. messaging. Strong power team messaging. Yeah. And then he goes on to explain that Satan called an emergency strategy meeting in hell, and then a demon popped okay. up and said, let's persuade the people to kill Christ on a cross. And so they put posters up in hell to win the devils over to killing Christ on the cross. And that's what happened to Christ. You're like that's too oh, many. Details. I, and that's not right. Well, it's, also, it's also yeah. incorrect detail. That's an odd. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they're rewriting uh, the new Testament. It's uh, huh. and then they, he tries that's... to like tie all of this into like, in a way like the, the ones, the times I've seen power team videos, I've never seen them in person and, and talking to my wife. They come there and they do these feats of strength. And then it seems like at the end, they, they introduce the religious stuff and are like, we are strong. 
we through the strength of God and all of that. And like, we, you know, we had like a tough time in our lives and this got us through. And here he, it's up to him to try to tie every stunt to Christianity. And so at, at one right. point he goes, the devil's rule is up. He has put a, sp- a suicide spirit, an occult spirit, a pervert spirit inside this nation. <laughs> America needs to enlist in a war to declare the devil is not going to steal this generation. And as I snap these bats, you've got to believe that God is going to touch your life. Well, <laughs> that uh, is, yeah. they didn't even try to tie that to I don't think you tied that together. I don't think you made that. You could have said like, not doing drugs, that's a home run. Right. And then you snap a bat. Right. Yeah. Fucking easy. And as they snap like the bat, he scene. stops to make the sign of the cross with it. Like he's warding off a baseball vampire. But he does it every single time. Yeah. And, at the en- <laughs> and at the end, he goes, I got good news, people. If you think our arms are big, you should see God's arms. I bet they're so huge. Big yeah, I mean, they're big, but it's probably God isn't going to do feats of strength for you, so yep. like, you can't make God just perform. I think it depends I, on the well, era after, of God. It's it seems like Old Testament. He did a lot of magic tricks. Yeah, but he, that was that was an old. Yeah, times. there was a time I, when God right. would come down and just be like, "Look at how fucking yoked I am. Watch me lift this tire. Do you not yeah, believe?" Put three uh, sets of handcuffs on me and step the fuck back. Uh, so, wow, this has been, uh, the more we talked about Power Team the cartoon, the more I appreciated it. I went in with Power <laughs> Team the Christian feats of strength troop really high on them, but the more mm-hmm. Brockway has told me about them, I'm, I've, I've gone the other direction on them. I, I don't know that... Uh, I, I, I'm kind of sad about them now. It sounds they like do they make are. a great first impression, but yeah, uh, but like all like all Christians, like the the more you scratch at it, you're like, oh, oh. I do want to uh, just a couple other things. Uh, he just to stress how badly their leader like misunderstands what they are there to do is that in this his pattern for his evangelizing is so bad that he manages to lose a church crowd. Like he starts having people repeat after him, but he starts making the sentences longer and longer until nobody can remember all of them and they lose energy so that by the time in this mega church that is packed just to see this, he screams, Jesus Christ is the Lord. And only like a quarter of the crowd talks along with him. Like that's he lost a crowd to see this specifically so bad that they wouldn't say Jesus Christ is the Lord along with him. Yeah, you really I can't imagine blowing worse than that. They, they were the perfect Christian showman, but it, I, I just had some selective YouTube videos that made me think that, and it turns out not to be the case. That's well, I think they're like satellite shows were just go out there and, and maul, just maul a town, go out there and just steamroll a whole town and be like, and then thank Christ for this as the, as the place burns to the ground. And then everybody's so in awe that they're like, yeah, hell yeah. But then they got they got like an hour long special to really spread their message. And then they found out they didn't really have a message like John Jacobs comes out. And one of his very first things he says, like the problems that they need to address with this is that when they do these shows in their high schools, the the kids will often come up to them. And one girl came up and she showed him what looked like razor wounds all over her body. And she said, I hurt so much. I tried to erase myself. And what I found out was that she had taken a school eraser and rubbed it all over her body. And oh I've God. gotten five... This is not... 
This is not a true story. And I've gotten five letters this month alone from children who tried to erase themselves. <laughs> and so I don't I, think any of this is a true story. So he dedicates no. a trick to stopping children oh from erasing themselves with school erasers. Like okay. I don't, sure. I don't, and what's the trick? I, I, it's a confusing music video. I don't know. <laughs> I got to a confusing music video of a guy that like maybe explodes some ice with a head or something. It's it's wild and just inconsistent and fucking crazy. He keeps like dropping studies for things that absolutely have not happened. Like he says, over 90% of pro athletes get, get divorced after they retire. Who can stop this pain? Are we, I, I don't know how to prevent that. Are we here to prevent no. that? The divorce of professional athletes? Is that what this is? Here, let me let me just rip these handcuffs and <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that ought to do it. And You're welcome, Tom Brady. He tells two stories that are both so equally unhinged that they, they. this is how the show ends. He says, Woodstock was not the biggest rock concert. I was disappointed with Woodstock because in the Bible, there was a bigger <laughs> rock concert and they had real rock bands in those days, which I don't think so. What the and fuck? then he tells a story about how a bunch of people wouldn't bow to a king, so he threw them in a furnace. And then when he looked in the furnace, there were four people. And the fourth man burning was Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't understand anything. So the lesson is you don't burn a man because that's that's how you summon Jesus. Jesus will sometimes get summoned by people, and if he gets summoned while they're in an oven, then is that? I don't know. I don't understand. Like it's the it's the footprints on the beach story, but but with burning Jesus. I guess. And his right. in his into this is that Woodstock isn't the biggest rock concert. When there was four men in the oven, that's when you were burning me. That's that's how it how that calendars. No, no, I think I have that wrong. <laughs> I uh yeah, just again, because you don't go to church. None of this actually comes up on a typical week at church. Uh it's, it's Oh it doesn't. They although, don't teach that story in church. Like I was saying though, if somebody ripped a you know ripped a phone book in half i i, I would welcome to rip this it's bible in half with my bare hand wait no no yeah. oh whoa. put this bible back with together. my bare hands uh anyway did your I, wife uh, uh, keep up with her training brockway does she, can she train can she tear a phone book in half uh no i think she went the other direction uh like the last she's she's the girl in the last story john jacob tells where he says uh he says he went to a high school and a girl came up to him and said I know how to drain all the power out of you. And you think it's like, oh, this is getting sexy. Okay, okay. I'll drain all the yeah. power out of the power team. And she says, if you sit in that, ch in that chair and raise your arms, I'm going to pronounce a saying over you. And John Jacobs takes a minute and then he says, ladies and gentlemen, I immediately knew she was a teenage witch. The, <laughs> <laughs> the occult is in every high school in America. And I, I didn't want to do it myself. So I volunteered one of the power team. So he's afraid of the teenage witch and he volunteers one of his boys to, well, yeah. to sit in the chair and, and this, this witch starts doing her spell breathing and drawing in his, in his power. But what she didn't know was that John Jacobs was standing behind her whispering, I bind this spirit of the, in the name of Jesus. And so when she went over to like press down his huge arms, she couldn't press them down because she had been, just magically cock blocked by Jesus, thanks to John Jacobs. Fantastic. And what counterspell? What the power team guy did then was he stood up 
and he did a standing press that witch right over his head. Just stand, just standing pressed a teenage witch right over his head for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's I, a really fucking insane story. The, I wish that they could have just stuck to feats of strength and kind of like standard. Bible parables. Like I don't really right. understand why they had to do this extra stuff. It turns out, uh, yeah, like I'm I'm strong because I believed in God. Blah blah blah. That's fine. That's sure. Fine. Yeah, you we're know, fighting a witch framework stuff. by like whispering a counterspell while your friend sits in a chair is just it's too much and it's it's too silly. And then lifting her and then lifting her like a barbarian brother. Just snap her head off. She's a witch. What are we? What are we? Playing games with her. ladies and gentlemen. I immediately. It's your duty as a Christian to tear that witch's head off. <laughs> You, yeah, I mean, if you genuinely believe this girl is a witch, yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure what, why you're fucking around. Why do why yeah. do you have this great strength? Why have you been tearing license plates in half, if not in training to destroy a teenage witch? Oh, Brockway has summed it up perfectly. Like they have, this is literally <laughs> what they are in training for: is to fucking uh-huh. rip a witch into. Exactly. And they did not. This was your chance. Yeah. Wasted your right. whole fucking life. Wasted God's time. Wasted our time. In in retrospect, we should have started with the disappointing power team and moved on to the <laughs> power team. Yeah, that's a good point. Did not work out that way. Uh, the the couple of the videos on YouTube are actually inspired. I mean, they're awesome. Yeah, just so these guys. Just crazy. stop at the one where the guy runs through the crowd in slow motion, collecting high fives, and then uses the power of the high fives mm-hmm. to explode his head through blocks of ice. Like that's that's the peak. That was it. Yeah, yeah. That, that one is really peak really of the art good. form. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I would say normally I'd say it's too long a run. I'd say you want like a good 20, 30 feet to get up to maximum speed. But those high fives, it's the high fives that give him that power. So you got to go all the way around that whole like convention yeah, right if he was any any kind of showman he would have told all those kids lined up beforehand like i'm going to kill myself my skull is going to cave in um, the last time we did this he did not collect enough high fives and i lost uh-huh. my brother so i need you all yes. to like believe in these high fives with everything you got because that's what i'm gonna use that's what i'm gonna channel the energy to my skull and fire myself like a bullet for christ Einstein, who did Frankfurt? Let me tell you about the night the Supremes crashed. A little Halloween party called the Monster Mash. The zombies were out, having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. And Threefinger Louie, Aaron Croston, Adrian H, Alpha Scientist Javo. On Andy brought a succubus as his plus one. And everybody could tell. Andreas Larsen spiked the punch with holy water. Armando Nava, Benjamin Cyronic, Bim Tolzer locked Dracula out on the porch and it really hurt his feelings. Brandon Garlock, Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, 
Brockway loves the meat millie and nobody appreciates the PDA. Burrito Mouth took a swing at the devil. Cyril. Rev. Chance McDermott was tripping balls so hard he thought everyone was normal. Chris Brower. Curious Glare. Dan B. Dracula politely asked the artist formerly known as Devin to leave after he puked in the blob. Dean Costello. Donald Finney. Dr. Awkward brought Dr. Awkward's monster and was very pedantic when people called the monster awkward, but that was not what they meant. Eric Spaulding. Fancy Shark. Jellaho just kept making Frankensteins until they drank all the beer. Greg Cunningham just kept fighting drunk Frankensteins. Hambone, Araka, Hot Fart, Jaber Al Aden. James Boyd brought a Van Helsing as a date and not one of the chill ones. Jeff Orosky, Jeremy Neal, John Dean. John Hector McFarlane transformed into a bat because it's way cheaper to get drunk as a bat. John McCammon, John Minkle. Josh Fabian, Josh S, Ken Paisley, K&M. M. Jahi Chappelle broke the chandelier trying to show off for the Wolfman and he was not impressed. Matt Riley, Max Baroy split into six parts and hid himself around the mansion, but nobody looked for him. Michael Lair, Michael Wells was a perfect gentleman, but Mickey Lohman was the malignant monster on his back and a total embarrassment. Mike Stiles, Moju, ND, Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer ate every single one of the mummy's hard-boiled eggs. Those were work snacks. Nick Ralston. Aussie Orlin. Patrick Herbst made the monster from the Black Lagoon cry in the coat closet. Rain Vargas. Rhiannon. Sarkovsky. Sean Chase brought a pure mood CD and wouldn't stop playing it because it was, his words, so funny. Spotty Reception. Supernaut summoned a demon and made it do a keg stand. Ted H, Timmy Leahy, Ghosty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell spray-painted all the hellhounds pink because he thought it would be cute. Yosarian let all the hellhounds out and it was not cute. Aiden Muet butt-dialed the cops. The monster cops, they did the bash! They beat those monsters ass, the monster bash! It was monster police brutality.